Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of internet luminaries, including Brent, Tom. Oh, who's this? Special <laughs> guest, Randy. Randy. And this is Travis, same old guest. And uh, every week we sit down, somebody picks a movie, we watch it, and then we sit around and talk about it for your enjoyment. You can uh, email us at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. Visit us on the website, Saturday Night Freak Show.blogspot.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show, and find all of our past episodes archived on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Pod Bay FM, TuneIn Radio. This week it was. Brent's pick. Brent, what'd you show us this week? This week we watched Disney's A Christmas Carol, starring Jim Carrey. Not and to be confused Jim Carrey. with Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. And Gary, Gary Oldman. And Bob Hoskins. Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman. Robin Wright Penn. Yep. And, uh, Did Robin Colin Wright Penn only have one character? No, Colin she had Firth. two. She was Belle, and she was, uh, I think, one of the Fezzy Wigs. No, she was Belle, and she was Fan, sister. Yeah. Okay. Who was Carrie? Right. Carrie. Uh, he was the money changing dude, or whatever. The guy who was coming around soliciting uh, for the poor. Oh, really? Yeah, the big, big, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess this is this is this and is Bob Robert Hoskins. Zemeckis. 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 Because every time I think of Disney's Christmas Carol, I think of the Mickey Mouse one, which is Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, but I th- I swore it used to be Disney's <laughs> Christmas Carol because like that thing's been around since like I was a little. I saw it in the theater. Whoa, that was in theaters? Yeah. Amazing. Wow. It played with, yeah. I saw it it at Alfred. Feature length, is it? No, but it seemed to me it had, like, something else attached to it. Like, it was Mickey's Christmas Carol for, like, 45 minutes or however long that thing is. And prior to that, it was, like, some other, like, you know, Disney Christmas This is the awesome thing with, like, Donald. There's, There's, like, I remember, like, as a kid, there was, like, the special was, like, Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol would be the end. But yeah. like before that, they would show uh, Donald Duck and his nephews, and they're like building yeah. like a fucking snow fort. And like Goofy was in it or something. Well, yeah, those, aren't remember. those just the old cartoons? But yeah, they would show a bunch of like Christmas cartoons. compilation car- of cartoons. They Christmas would show cartoons. a bunch of Christmas cartoons. Like and then Goofy, would, How to Ski, and shit. Like, fuck. Yeah. And then they finish it off with the grand finale of Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol. That's pretty much how the theatrical one was. It? Yeah. Yeah. But, but this is uh, Robert Zemeckis's kind of ghoulish, uh, Christ- ghoulish. Christmas Carol. So well, it's this always is- been kind of ghoulish, right? Christmas Carol. I, yeah, I think always, right? Yeah, but not so much. Like it's been uh, like a, it's been it's always been a ghost story. I mean, if I remember, just the Marley with the chains yeah. and rattling the chains. Yeah. The ghost of kind of you know the future ghost man. He's always been creepy. Yeah, and actually, I was just like, okay, Christmas uh, songs are on the radio all the time. And there's the song where where uh, it says uh, there'll be tales of ghost stories and tales of the glory of Christmases long, long ago. And I'm like, tales of ghost story? Is this like a Christmas tradition, ghost stories? But it has to be Christmas Carol, right? It can't be. I've never heard of a ghost storytelling tradition at Christmas. As you're talking about, like, uh, tales from the uh, from the oh, but well, right. even if you bring in like uh, uh, Polar Express, 
You know, because I just saw that movie recently, another Robert Zemeckis film from the same period, and it's got the, whatever, the ghost on top of the train, the hobo. He's like the Christmas ghost. I don't know, it's like a tradition, right? I'm listening to like but I don't know songs if going like, why are they all like sad? <laughs> you know, you hear like all these like really sad Christmas songs. I don't think they're I'll sad. Be home for Christmas and... If only in yeah. my dream. That's like a sweet, like, it's oh, yeah, not but sad. They're all like in this kind of key where it's like. Because that's when you're supposed to realize how, like, you know, Christmas is the time where you realize that. No, I mean, you can just die and be poor at any time. You gotta well, be happy yeah, for I mean, what you. I mean, like actually, like t- <laughs> today, I had, I had a man since like I was out, and I was out shopping, and I was buying a point setup, and uh, you know, some lady behind me, and she's like, "Oh, that's nice that you're buying a point setup." I'm like, you know, who's that for? I'm like, "Oh, that's for my mom." You know, she's like, "Oh, that's really nice. You like that one?" She's dead. You know, it's from my mom to the grave, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." She's like, "You know," and like people forget that Chris. She she told me, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, most people think that Christmas is a happy time, but for some people, Christmas is like kind of a sad time, and it really is kind of like a you know, it's not happy for everybody." And I'm like, "Like, yeah, you know, like a mixture of both. It's like yeah, remembrance of things, you know." Yeah, I mean, like for me, you know, like with, with my mom, you know, it's like you know, Christmas was really important for me and my mom, and it's kind of like, it's like, man. And that's why I like that's Scrooge. Awesome. He's a bah humbug guy. Bah humbug doesn't that's like Christmas. Say, I think so. Bah humbug. Yeah. Don't know what it means. Don't know what he's referring to, but he says Older about dash. Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I think I've only seen the only version of this that I've seen. Oh, no. tonight. You're not going to say. Is Mickey's. The Mickey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In school, they never made you watch that one from the no, 70s? No, man. No way. George C. Scott. Yeah. Scrooge? No. Yeah, come on. Scrooge with Bill Murray. No. You've seen never Scrooge. Never seen Scrooge, dude. <laughs> never seen Scrooge. Wow. My wife left me. And took the kids with her. <laughs> I've never seen Scrooge. Scrooge. That's my favorite version of Christmas Carol is Scrooge. Never seen Scrooge. Like the only version yeah. I've ever seen aside from this is the Mickey one. What's your favorite version of a Christmas Carol? I think it's Scrooge also. I think oh, it is. It's just awesome. Yeah. I was like thinking that watching this. It's like, man, if Bill Murray was in this, it'd be funnier without like, because I thought like, I don't know. I saw this when it came out in theaters originally and I like all the performances in it. And I think there's some really, really cool moments in it. But then it's like, I don't know if it's just to have some levity or something like that. I think they make some really fucking goofy choice. Like when, like my favorite line of a Christmas Carol is when Marley says, uh, charity should have been my, uh, my business. Yeah, charity should. And, but in this, his jaw loosens up, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. it's like you couldn't understand. It's just right, like so dude, that, that, that makes actually, me fucking kind of That actually is in the book. It says at one point that he lo- in the book it says he loosens the strap and his jaw fell, and that's when Scrooge is like, you know, gets the idea that he's dead because he has like this kind of, and then he tightens it back up. I've seen it done one other time in the 1984, the George C. Scott Christmas Carol, which is my favorite one. Uh, where they tried doing it with an actor, and at one point he loosens the thing up and his jaw falls, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's just going like this. 
you know, and it doesn't have the same. So in this one, it was like the first time that I've ever actually seen them pull it off. But then, yeah, they're doing like uh, this kind of goofy comedy bit where he's like trying to talk, you know, moving it, flapping his his loose jaw around. Well, yeah, and a lot of that, I think, is also they're uh, trying still to appeal to kids. I mean, it is an animated film. Did you get that this was like a kid? I mean, I, maybe that's the thing. They're trying to take the edge off of I, I think the that, horror. Because, I mean, that's why I was saying this is like the ghoulish Christmas Carol. Because I haven't seen any other one where, like, you know, Marley's, like, blind or something until, like, you know, halfway through his spiel where he actually, his eyes focus on Scrooge, where his jaw dislocates. You know, it, the first shot in the movies of dead Marley. I mean, it's, like, really just kind of, it just kind of feels like it's got that kind of... I think it's I think it's for adults, but I think that they're also they're uh, broadening their audience okay, by got, having. It's got to be moments. for kids. It's got to be for kids. It well, says Disney's Christmas Carol. There, it, it, there embarks the fact that this is for kids. If you put, if you put the word Disney on front of anything. That means automatically it's for kids. Yeah, but you think right. that'd be Star too Wars. intense for uh, Disney's? It's for family. It's not for kids. It's for yeah, families. Maybe for yeah. families. Yeah. Like older kids, but I, I don't see know. it being a family. It just yeah. seemed like it was kind of creepy in some spots. Was it creepy in some spots? I think well, it's, yeah, oh yeah, dude, I think it's creepy, creepy heavy. I so. Yeah, I agree with that. But then, like I said, it just like it like I don't know. It ruins it. But then, like you know, like when Marley leaves, the ghost of Marley leaves. He looks out the window, and there's just like shitloads of ghosts everywhere. And like, they're, I mean, they're all That's just in the book too. Acting crazy though. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it done better. I think in like there's because there was an Albert Finney did a, a musical Scrooge in like 1974 or something like that. Whoa. That one has the specters <laughs> out the window. <laughs> man musical. And I want to say, yeah, it's actually, yeah. I think Colin. We went looking for Christmas like Carol enthusiast. <laughs> Dude, I've seen, I've seen the Alistair Sim one from the fifties. I haven't seen the Reginald, whoever the hell it is, like from around the same. But I've seen the the Alistair Sim one, the Albert Finney one, the Patrick Stewart one. <laughs> Because he did it uh, TNT, right? Yeah, but he did a one-man show on Broadway where he played all the parts, and Whoa. then they made a movie out of it for TNT. I've heard good things about the Patrick Stewart one. I'd probably... I mean... <laughs> Make it so, Ebony. Make it so. <laughs> Make it so, Cratchit, or whatever. The George C. Scott one, like the Muppet one with the... The Muppet oh, one. Oh, yeah. oh, crap. I've seen uh, two. I've seen oh, Mickey my God. and I've seen the Muppet. I, I totally... I, yes, I've seen the Muppet. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course, those are the only two. Well, yeah, duh. Because Scrooge was played by a live actor, and then yeah. the, the Muppets played all the other roles. Yeah, I don't know. I like the seriousness of this movie. I think it ruins it when they get goofy. I think they could have still had some goofiness in it without. When going we say to, goofy, folks, we don't mean the character. Sh- goofy. Well, they almost should have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they should have put him in there. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Gorge. Well, uh, that almost, you know, like, um, so I was thinking specifically of the scene where, you know, Marley shows up. I mean, they, they do that whole thing without any kind of sound. They are trying to play it almost like is, you know, to maximize the creep factor. Oh, yeah, it was he, awesome. Scene, he sees the, uh, the uh, head on the knocker first, which is all kind of creepy. The guy's like missing teeth and all this. And then, uh, you know, when they go in, it's a, a big you know ghost moment. I was sitting there going like, you know. Well, the door scene was a jump scare. Yeah. For hell's sake. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, like, yeah. wow. Yeah. But the, 
what I was thinking at that at that point in the movie, because I'm thinking like, okay, you got Robert Zemeckis, and I'm like, at that moment, I'm like, man, he's like really into this. Like, this is one of those scenes where you can feel like the filmmakers, like, you know, this is the thing that interests me right here. And I'm like, oh yeah, because this guy was on the producing board for the Tales from the Crypt show. Yeah. And then I'm like looking at the character design, and I'm like. This is like the EC Comics version of a Christmas Carol, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm too far off base. I don't here. think so because, like, later, even though you know, I'm jumping ahead, later when we're dealing with the ghost of future, uh, 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 uh whatever, Christmas. yeah, fu- yeah, thank you, the Christmas future, dude. The the walls are lit green and blue. I mean, it's crazy. It's just like this is EC lighting. This is like, <laughs> this is like crazy. Comic book from the fifties horror lighting. Yeah, so he did like a weird. He would bring in like horror stuff where there wasn't any, like the Ghost of Christmas uh, present. The big, big dude when yeah. he's dying because at the end of this he dies. Well, his, I always thought, I always, I always thought, and he that becomes the, like this aged. You know, he withers away, and it's creepy as fuck. Well, I always thought that, that the present one was kind of creepy. The present one had creepiness to it. He was such a big, boastful character that when he would get angry, and I don't know if it's in the original or not, but what, like in this one, when he gets angry, it's like, whoa, you know, don't fuck with that guy. Like, he's supposed to be this joyful. The only know. thing, I mean, the only thing that I didn't like, and, and Colin kind of explained it during the, this, I'm, like, I, I guess we're going to do, we're, we're going to probably, I, I don't think we need to do it like a scene by a scene. I'm sure not. Everybody knows yeah, the Christmas, know Christmas Carol. Carol. Christmas Carol. It's, it's a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to 2014. So. <laughs> Almost. But, like, the whole, when he's like, um, I didn't really get the part where he's like, I got hundreds of brothers, because it's like, there's three Spirits and he's he, eighteen. Didn't he say eighteen hundred and sixty-two or something? Something, something like, like that. Yeah. So this it, is the wasn't he the, the years, right? Isn't that what he was talking about? The years. Oh, could have been. Oh, you know that I yeah <laughs> didn't even hit me until the now. Years I bet his, you that yeah. was yeah. Are the brothers? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the ghost of Christmas present. The big guy with the. Whatever the wreath on his every Christmas is a brother. So yeah, in the I know in the story he's always said that you know my brothers have walked with you whatever and you know there's eighteen thousand of them eighteen hundred of them whatever. Uh, but in this particular version, Robert Zemeckis has added a couple of lines to it where they they float over uh, a church and you see like all these people going to church on Christmas morning and. Uh, Scrooge says no, something. No, they, to the, float, they float over the bread. Yeah, they they float over the church. And then it was something about like a. He bread says, thing. "Why do you? Why do you? Or why do people of your ilk, whatever, talking about the spirits, shut down certain houses on one day a week when the the needy need bread or whatever? Talking about churches. Uh, churches, it's like Sunday or whatever, and churches aren't right. Whatever. So, well, like shops are closed. Oh yeah, and churches are open. <clears throat> And then the spirit says something to the effect of, like, it's, uh, you know, don't attribute to me and my brothers the, uh, you know, the workings of certain men of the cloth, yeah, you know, right. because their ways are as unfamiliar to us as, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, what the hell? So it's like, so he's making a little statement in there yeah, about sure. how Absolutely. Christmas is, we got to separate, like, you know. I took it as you got to separate, you know, like faith and, you know, religion from like certain bad apples within it. I don't know if that's I think, like, well, for I, sure. I, I, I even think it's you have to separate faith from religion. 
what? Like <laughs> a, a place where you go and you know, because he says men of the cloth. Yeah, like, but it wasn't this like. What he's talking about? Don't like. It was like the scandals were like going on. Yeah, you know, when this movie exactly. came out, uh, that was like that, fresh yeah, that's in the true. news. It's yeah. like don't in people most anti-religious people do use things religious people do as a reason to go against religious people. It's just like you know, hey man, don't you know? It's not. It's not. You know a god's fault or whatever you want to call it if men right you know use uh whatever use the religion for whatever means yeah i think that's what he's trying to get across for but sure. in the same way it's almost like sacrilegious then because isn't then right. the ghost of christmas present is saying that he's god somehow i thought they're all god though because the ghost of christmas past is, is a light <laughs> the light, you know, and I mean, and the ghost of Christmas present, he's holding, the he's holding the torch, the light. The light. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on, we're talking about a, a Christmas, no- a Christmas novel <laughs> from the 1800s. It's yeah. about God, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's just no escaping this. <laughs> Which then doesn't that seem inappropriate that, that, uh, taking that dig at, like the men of the cloth no. within this story. I think he's talking about he's specifically talking about pedophile priests. Let's pedophile priests. He's talking about Catholic <laughs> pedophile priests. <Yeah. laughs> and he's trying to separate them from like the rest of Catholicism and the rest of religion is right. okay. But you gotta, you know, separate Or this, just whatever. Any But the, the ghost of Christmas present, like they're talking about kids going hungry or, you know, these people going hungry on Sundays because the place are closed down. He says, hey, don't affiliate us with the men of the cloth. Not, none of that is, like, singling out what these priests are doing, like their mm-hmm. actions, you know, outside of religion. It's just like, hey, we, we're not affiliated with that religion. I'm a spirit. I'm something different that you believe in. I just I thought it was a, uh, thought it was a weird line. It just seemed out of place. I feel the same way. I think well, it's, it's like... It's, oh, I thought it was sweet. I, well, <laughs> and yeah, sure, it may be, and maybe he is making a point, but it just doesn't seem like it fits in this movie. Like, yeah, I agree. It feels like it's... Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting yeah, it's that, that Tom specifically is saying that it feels tacked on because you're saying that you have the least familiarity with the story because <laughs> it feels weird to me because I've like seen this like you know this story I've read it I've seen like almost all the versions of it and so the stuff when they change it and it's different it stands out it's like oh that's in this version that's not in this version it's like this is something that's not in any of the other versions right. you know so it's like it stands out to me but the fact that it stands out to you not knowing that it shouldn't have been there in the first place means that it must be like you know it's like blatantly really obvious. blatantly stands out well, like, this is the first time we're out watching i'm like wait a second what did he say you know i mm-hmm. mean like it really stood out this time for me there was also the other thing that stood out to me uh, is like off color was that joke that he made about like his friend dick he was very attached to me was dick <laughs> yeah and i'm like there's fucking Pete, there's kids what it's right. supposed to go over their heads but i'm just like that's kind of weird that you're making a dick joke yeah. in the middle of your Christmas Carol movie. <laughs> Who said that? I don't recall that. Uh, Scrooge, when the ghost of Christmas present takes him to Fezziwigs, he's like, oh, there's Dick. What's his name, Dick? Dick and I, blah, blah, blah. He was, he was very attached to me. He was Dick. Mm. And yeah. then they like, zoom into something. I'm like, 
What the? That just seemed that, that like was also really okay. out of place. When Fizzywig, well, I mean, for fuck's sake, Fizzywig like jumps down from his like nine foot thing and like on his hands and like I mean that was I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, physics yeah. do not apply. He's well, in a cartoon goes, world, but nobody else is. But see, I thought they were all in a cartoon. I mean, just that that brought me back to the EC Comics thing, the design of the characters. Because I'm looking at like Scrooge and like he's got a hook nose and you know his chin comes up and all this, and he's like really. Thin. Oh, he looks like the like, creeper from Creepshow. He looks like eerie. Yeah, he does. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't look like a person. He looks like a caricature of a person. Oh, and for sure. You look at like all of them, you know, they all look. It's just kind of freakishly weird how Gary Oldman looks just like Gary Oldman. Uh, really even though yeah. <laughs> it's not Gary Oldman. And he did like some awesome face acting. I mean, they all did, but like for some reason, I, I, he stood out me, to me. For me, the worst was like this, like the. Ghost of Christmas Past, the 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 face on the Ghost for Christmas Past. That's ridiculous. Because they had like they had like a like there's a ball and it was on, like essentially on fire. It's like he's a candle and like, like his the whole character's design. He's like a candle with a detachable whatever. Flame. But the the face looked like a bad like you know like a camera phone app of like I take your fake picture of your face and I can put it on anything. It just looked really just. But was part of that because it didn't blink? Because I thought no, that was a why would a flame, Why does a flame need to blink? No, I know. <laughs> it just because he didn't blink, it made him oh. you know more spectral or spirit. Uh, he was making like a goofy pixie face. That's what it was. He's like he was making, making this like dance around at one. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember it was specifically when I saw that in theaters. Everybody was laughing hysterically at that because he's doing like I mean, it's like a really quick. And he's making a fucking really ridiculous face. I mean, yeah. it is once again. Yeah. This is one of those things that takes me out of this movie, see, man. Really, that's just that, too crazy that, for like, me. CG on that face but, was like really bad. Again, I mean, watching this film, like we can't forget that it, it is a cartoon for all intents. Hey, purposes. dude, you, I'm a fuck. I will show you more cartoons. You will be like Travis. This is for fucking kids. I love cartoons, man. <laughs> well, I know, but I, I, so it's not I'm, the fact that. I, I'm not say, looking at it as a cartoon. Yeah. This is a no way uh, attack on you, Travis. It's I'm saying that when things do, you know, go outside the realm of reality, like it's because we're watching an animated movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, like he tried to. But keep then why not put Mickey Mouse in it? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. Well, <laughs> let's just, just watch the there. fucking Mickey Mouse just one. Just go that way. <laughs> the question is, what maybe he was in there? With he probably was. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's in there. Well, part of the appeal has to be for any director. We should say that Zemeckis also wrote this. I think I don't know what the hell else he's ever written well, okay, in his career. Zemeckis wrote this. What the what? What's there to fucking write? Well, you have to adapt it. You got to adapt the thing. You got to figure out. And that's, I guess, see, my problem with it I kinda, okay, is more right. along the lines of. <clears throat> All right, I'll lay it out. I'm going to do an attack on Brett here in a second. Hold on. Where where Travis is saying that, like, there's too much levity, my problem is that it it spends too little time. It's like there's certain scenes that you have to hit in A Christmas Carol, and he goes, and they're all in there, but they're all, uh, like, shortened versions where he's just kind of, like, speeding along on the shortened versions of these scenes, and they don't have any weight or depth to them. Character wise, because yeah. it's like we just got to get along to the next one because we got to make way for, for the these fucking tw- rides. Twenty minute fucking thrill ride. Okay, so we're gonna fucking go flying across the moon. Okay, so 
So the Zemeckis, <laughs> these, this, is, this is his like motion capture trilogy, right? He did the Polar Express, which came out. They made a version for IMAX 3D. And the Polar Express, if you've ever read the book, it's like a 10-page book that has, there's nothing to it. So he makes this movie out of it, and it becomes, for all intents and purposes, a 3D uh, IMAX thrill ride. Like, IMAX has all these movies you can go see during the year that's like Roller Coaster in 3D or whatever. And at some point, at all these things, I've seen like Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I've man. seen like well, that's just Dirty the, in the 3D or dude, whatever. Star Trek they had a thrill ride. On a fucking, but all of them all, end up on a roller coaster kind of deal. All Hollywood movies do nowadays. That Like King Kong did with the, oh no, Brontosaurus stampede. Whoa. <laughs> if you go to a theme park, you're going to see one of these. It's like the worst. It, it's like the worst, like Saturday Night Freak Show. Yeah, there you Man. go. So he did. So I'm thinking that he got, you know, the idea for this when they did Polar Express and had to pad the story out with a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of ride sequences in that where you're flying around with the. A snowball at one point, you know, all this other stuff. <clears throat> uh, and then he did Beowulf, which doesn't really have the ride. Kind of like, hey, we're going to stop and have a fucking ride in the middle of it. But this one has, there's every time there's a ghost, there's a ride. The uh, Ghost of Christmas Past shows up. Well, pretty so much we what go he goes flying. into and out of the sequences, right? Yeah. Yeah, at the in beginning of every sequence. Yeah, he'll yeah. he flies like through snow and over the hill and dale or whatever to get to the his moon, old. The moon was fucking ridiculous. Well, that was at the end of that one. I yeah. got an argument for that though. I mean, yeah, why? Why? Yeah, what's, why? what's your per- what, what? what you got? <laughs> why are you protecting Zemeckis? Are you? Yeah. Why are you in bed with Zemeckis? <laughs> holding him to the. He did sleep for three days. <laughs> well, <laughs> ride is a day. <laughs> Here you have the story that everybody knows, right? Mm-hmm. But now you're a director, a very visual director, is given an opportunity to show the movie using a camera that can go anywhere mm-hmm. and live in this world that is not based on real world physics. So why the hell not? I yeah, mean, but like, what, what, like, uh, from from like a movie director, why not enhance the story? Why not dive into the characters? Why not dive into like what? draw more emotion from those scenes because like i'll be honest like i had i felt more emotion from mickey when scrooge is like looking at like you know and maybe that's why because it's already they have done that with the christmas carol you know like, drawing yeah. out like you know like his lost love that he left yeah i always remember like, the lost love being like, such a main point that he like had the chance to be happy with this chick and because and yeah this has like two, right two little thing. scenes it's like the point of this movie oh, and his sister and the thing out. with his yeah, dad yeah. it's like all that is like barely in the, it's yeah, like they, they, they it they did really hit what Christmas Carol's about. They, they got kinda, it's Christmassy as fuck. And he wanted to do the horror stuff. And there's the horror. Yeah, stuff. the horror. Like gloss, they even gloss over like the Tiny Tim stuff because I yeah I didn't give a I fuck about Tiny Tim. Like the scene where like you know you see like I call Cratchit him Tiny Tim. and you know like Tiny Tim. They're really caring about Tiny Tim because he's really sick. You really feel like the emotion. Instead, you know, he spends way more time with like Jim Carrey going, "Whoa, I gotta go fly across the moon." Or, oh, yeah. I'm just this little guy. Where's Stewie Stewie? 
Oh, the little guy is when I'm like, I'm going to have a cigarette. Yeah, I for gotta. some reason, when the Ghost of Christmas Future shows up, he shrinks Sh- Scrooge down to the size of a mouse, and so half of his adventures, he's being chased by this hearse, and these two giant black, like, Clydesdale horses are chasing him around. Yeah, they're like and shadow horses. And it goes on horses. for, like... Forever. Yeah, it goes on forever. No way. That's, that's got to be like a 10-minute sequence. Uh, and then, the, then the, the roof with the fucking icicle? Yeah, he's riding. Through yeah. He's, riding, he's an riding on an icicle. Oh, man. What? I mean, what? Those are the. It IMAX has nothing. Right. It just has. It's just. It's it, got nothing. It was to a do pod with the race. Material, it was man. the pod race, yeah. like in the middle of a story. And it, it was wasn't just like wizard. It made me like forget. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why are we here for? What's our journey? All right. How is it? Okay, I understand. What how you're is saying. it not wizard? How is it not a Christmas Carol? <laughs> it just took away from it. Is all it did. It just took away because the only sequences you got to see is how wives were like fuck Scrooge and husbands were like no no now you know he may be this and that. Those are the only like emotional be- like hit like beats they hit whatever. You know, that's it. He, he Scrooge. Yeah. It's an animated movie with a camera that can go anywhere. But, <laughs> They're not dealing with it. But the animated not, movie thing, I do not accept that. Yeah. I've seen so many Mickey animated movies. It off. Fucking do. Muppets pulled it off. It's, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Muppets after Jim Henson died. Pulled it off. Zemeckis <laughs> didn't fucking pull it off. Well, see, I wouldn't say he did it, but no, I think, no, I think no, there's no, a yeah. lot of scenes he pulled off. Yeah, I loved all the scenes. That's mostly the credit of like, Gary Oldman, I think, like is a very like moving actor in his in his bits. Yeah, that's what's like, the, 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 the ghost of future, like, that's probably like, I mean, I, I'm a fan yeah, of he was but, uh, I am a fan of Pete, but the the fucking shadow. Yeah, he's like, just a the, the way death, it's like, you, you, how he's just a shadow on the wall. As a shadow, and then all of a sudden, like the shadow, like comes from being a shadow to him, and you're like, it's like the seamless transition that works really, really good in in three D, and then like that's that's his design contribution to the to that ghost. See, I mean, again, it's a, if as a, really it's like, how are you going to do this differently? <laughs> We're going to make the uh, the ghost of Christmas past look like a candle. The ghost of Christmas present. He pretty much always looks like, like he looks normal. the same. But yeah, but it's they, the floor they, thing. They, yeah, the whole instead of them actually going out and into the ro- into the world like they usually do, and this one they stay in Scrooge's room, but the room detaches from the rest of his house and flies over Which London, was, and you can see through the bottom of it. I was floor. most excited. About, I don't know if we said, but we watched it in 3D, and I was most excited about that scene that because was a, I've never it. seen the movie in 3D before, and that really? like specifically. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe it's the fact that you can see. Little furniture pieces on the floor that transparent, oh, uh-huh. but like you get really that sense of depth as yeah. they're. Well, the camera keeps on pulling back so you can yeah. see them in the room and then pushing down so you're just looking like through the floor itself. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's you know, those are those are cool. I mean, I guess you know, if I was going to play devil's advocate to Tom and Travis here, you know, it, I think Aww. you know, I, like what's Brent saying? It's you're sitting there going like, well, everybody has seen this before, and so now we're going to do like a big IMAX 3D version of it because it had to be what he was thinking. Right. We're going to do this on IMAX, and so we got to do the IMAX like thrill ride. I still think the movie would have been better without those if they would have, <laughs> you know. But I think that's. That is what I think his thinking was in, in sure. putting that stuff yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, designing all this, like, we're running around. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's goofy shit, but it's, and again, it, not ooh, it's 3D, shit. and, you know, we're yeah. on a big uh, screen. So I'm, I, you know, 
I am a huge Robert Zemeckis fan. Because of Romancing I, the Stone? I hear a butt. Forrest coming. Gump. Uh, because of Gump. Uh, because of the Back to the Futures. Surprised. But, I mean, I kind of think that this, like, you know, like, when you do, like, A Christmas Carol, I kind of think that's like a cop-out movie. Whoa. It's just like a, it's like a, it's like a gimme. You know, it's a story that's like, it's just an instant gimme. It's a classic story. It's just like, you're just like... What's there to adapt? It's already, it's well, gold. You yeah, know, what it, I mean, like, it is. It's there's not a lot that, you know. I mean, the changes that he made, being these like weird thrill rides. I think they, you know, I didn't, I didn't like them. Yeah, know? it didn't improve the story. It didn't improve the story. And they don't. And nobody like cites this as a modern day Christmas classic. Kids do not give a fuck about this movie, which is, I think, sad. But how many kids do you talk to that are? Where, where, it's just not, where are your like, sources coming it's just from? Not, you know, it's just not in the air. You know, that's the only way trends are, right? It's not Christmas Carol. It, it, it will be if, if Disney, like, owns, like, their... What if they push know, it on everything. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they've got all these channels. I mean, If they show they that on show? ABC instead of the oh, Mickey yeah. one. Well, yeah. actually, I actually hear a majority of, of old Disney, what we call classics, were all failures. All of them. They just pushed it, and they did that whole, like... Like taking them away for ten years and putting them out, and they just you know they just kind of convinced everybody through commercials. Disney's classic Dumbo. Mm-hmm. It's like no one gives a shit about those racist crows. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Like, <laughs> fucking crows. racist crows. <laughs> Goddamn Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing that Disney's got knows. going for. I mean, if they want to make this, uh, you know, just because they are the like purveyor of like you know whatever family entertainment, if if they want, because I don't even know which. I don't check my TV listings. I, guess. Well, no, I don't know well, which one is still in actually, syndication. No, like, it's just Christmas thing, Story. Yeah, That's the, the modern thing. day classic. Is cr- yeah, Christmas right. Story? Like, ABC specifically, ABC Family has like they uh, they do like literally like twenty five days of Christmas where like. They just show Christmas movies after Christmas. But which Christmas Carol is fucking in everyone, the, dude? They 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 have like the biggest three Christmas movies are A Christmas Story. Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, and National Lampoon's Christmas. Oh, I would also but say Sound of Music. Whatever, that's what everyone wants. So what's what's the <laughs> yeah. what's the biggest the version movie. of a Christmas Carol that like seems to come? I don't think there is nowadays. I don't think there is. The one. only one I've caught on television is Scrooged. Yeah. So Seriously, far. Scrooge is like almost the modern day. Well, I mean, like, but that's, I, think, I, I, I think it's a wonderful life. I mean, it's, it's no, a wonderful a Christmas life. Carol. Yeah, a Christmas oh, yeah, exactly. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. life. It's kind it's a of a Christmas Carol. carol. I'm it's specifically with Marley. Yeah. It's and a Scrooge fucking Christmas Carol. Yeah. No Marley. There's no fucking. But ghost it's still, it's back still, it's a remade. It doesn't have all that other stuff. But still, yeah, it's a wonderful life. Is a new remade Christmas Carol, and it's like it is the modern day Christmas Carol. Well, see, that's I guess that's but this is the answer to. Tom's question. It's the truth. Like, why would you do this again? It's like, well, it, there hasn't been like a version on the big screen since the Muppets in the nineties, right? right? So yeah. kids, <laughs> kids are still kids, and you know, now yeah. we come out with another one. I mean, it's, it's maybe been Tom's that right. Maybe Christmas Carol's a throwaway. Maybe it's just like it's Christmas. We need money from kids and their parents. <laughs> you know? Maybe maybe he's trying to bring it back because it's like there has been one, and we need to bring back this story yeah, and make I, it relevant. I think, again. I think, I think like Christmas I mean, it's Carol, got like big with, actors with in it. what Mickey did, I think you can just like 
Yeah, but nobody's seen that one, dude. dude that was like can, from the eighties. You can like fucking throw any fucking you but like throw the Naruto characters and Naruto Christmas Carol, like fucking Dora. No. Fucking My Little Pony Christmas yeah, Carol. But that wouldn't that be like a horrible. big screen. <laughs> that wouldn't be a big screen deal. He Man Christmas Carol. <laughs> he Man Christmas Carol. <laughs> but that wouldn't have Gary Oldman, Jim Carrey, SpongeBob, Bob Tiny Hoskins. Probably you know. Frank Welker, though. <laughs> well, actually, this is the other thing. I just caught this with, uh, Christmas Carol. with Polar Express, you know, the other Zemeckis motion capture movie. In that movie, he uses uh, Tom Hanks to play. Everyone. You know, the, yeah, everyone. <laughs> plays the dad, he plays the kid, he plays the hobo, he plays the conductor, he plays I haven't Santa. seen that movie, by the way. It doesn't, the CG doesn't hold up to me. Yeah, this looks better in some ways than that. But specifically what he's doing there, I think, is because, you know, the whole Polar Express thing is, I, I read it as a dream, because it's a dream that the kid's having. Since he sees his dad in Whoa. all of the all of the characters, so Santa Claus is a reflection of his dad. The conductor is a reflection Crazy. of his dad. In this one, it's the same deal because the whole movie is a dream. Basically, that Scrooge is having. He sees himself as all of the ghosts. Right. Oh shit, man! He just bam. He my even God. says at the end, "Oh my!" He's, it's it's blatant. He opens the door. He's like, "Ha ha ha! I know that laugh." Ha, 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 because he heard it in the Ghost of Christmas press. That's the first time I've ever got that, man. <laughs> because I, yeah, hey man, I'm all, I only got Mickey and fucking Muppet, and they play different dudes: Jiminy Cricket, yeah. Pete. Well, they haven't ever done it this way before, so you can only read it this way in the, the version. The fucking giant monster, dude. <laughs> He was one of them. Animal might have been one. Of them. I don't know. <coughs> so okay, Zemeckis. Here's another little tidbit about him. He went off like because what was the last movie he did before Polar Express? Uh, oh, uh, was it? Was it what? What, what last movie? Castaway. Yeah. Castaway, maybe. Okay. So then he goes off and he says, for some reason, right? I want to get into this motion capture stuff because it was relatively new, I think, around that time. Yeah. So he went off and made Polar Express, and then he made Beowulf, and then he made uh, a Christmas Carol. So he took this about what ten years? Five years? Uh, yeah, I think so. But he see, stopped making live was, action I think movies. It was ten years. See what was weird though? He's kind of behind the like. I mean, like, because then you had that like where like. Um, they made Hugo, which it has a lot of CG. Scorsese did, yeah. And then uh, Spielberg did his Tintin. Mm-hmm. So like they all did their 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 three Ds, but well after. Yeah, uh, he so was Mikus, in the yeah Mikus because is like the forerunner of that. Like we're gonna, I'm going to make a three D CG movie. Well, okay. he was like because they're all buddies with like Jim Cameron. Cameron's like I'm going to do Avatar or whatever, and he demoed the uh, the technology to Lucas like Robert Rodriguez because he went off and did Spy Kids. Zemeckis, and then Zemeckis said, you know what, there's something here. And so I think that was like his, this was like an experiment of three movies. He was going to go and try and see, like, you know, what can we milk out of... Well, and I think that it's... Beowulf was the best. Bam! I think it's really enticing as, you know, like these, we're talking about these directors that are very visual, and to be given this opportunity to work, you know, take away all the headaches and the nightmares about shooting on location at actual in an actual... For an actual movie, um, live action, they can just take that all away, put them in this volume, put golf balls and ping pong balls on these people, and just create it in the computer. That and with almost photorealism, that's I think that has to be a big 
attraction well, it's for... It's going to be an attraction to the actors because they get to act like they're on a stage. You know, it's sure, not like, yeah. oh, you got to do I'm this sure action. I'm sure it's attractive to the director. The reason you use Jim Carrey is because Jim Carrey is known for his, like, facial animations. I mean, that's yeah. why he was such... You know, you know, he made his... That's how he made his career off, like, you know, the... You know, it's animal weird. and the and mask Polar Express. In Polar Express, when the kid falls into that one room with the puppets and shit, there's this little Scrooge puppet that looks a lot like, oh, yeah. like Jim Carrey's <laughs> like That's the, true. The well, he, was probably, he had to be developing all three of those at the same time, I would have thought. Probably, yeah. I don't remember when exactly they were released. And did like, he he did mo- or he produced Monster House, yeah. right? And that yeah. was before, that was prior to all this. Because I think that's another motion capture film that... It's one of the best early great. on. Yeah. And it looks awesome, too. Right. It, well, because they looks... scanned clay models, so it looks like claymation. It's brilliant. And that movie, I always thought it was like a kind of a update. It was like a modern-day version of, like, 80s, like the Goonies or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's the awesome. The boys' adventure movie, you know? Oh, yeah, you throw the, the girl in. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I actually got to say, what you were saying about how, you know, people like Zemeckis, Spielberg, how... You know, giving them this sort of technology is, you know, what it does for these guys. And, you know, I got to say, I think that's, in a weird way, like, their weakness is that they're such visual storytellers. I think after so many years, I think they started losing... It's like it's like they always put this family heart into their movies. I think after, like, a decade or two, I think they just started losing it. And it's like, uh, you get more thrill ride... And, you know, because they are visual storytellers. Directly after these three, the Zemeckis went on to do uh, he Flight. Did, he did Flight. Which is like this human drama. Yeah. So that was, did he write his, it? His penance for... I don't know. <laughs> I'll just say, because I love Castaway, I love Forrest Gump. You know, there's a lot of movies I like by him. What which, Lies Beneath. I never, yeah, What Lies Beneath is awesome. But again, that's even What Lies Beneath. But it's those family going, movies that they just, they got to the, make uh, them thing. so like, I don't know. Like, like even though it's not Zemeckis, it's Spielberg. I watched Hook the other day, and it's like, this is fucking directed by Spielberg? That's pretty fucking weak. Yeah, but Hook's pretty fucking terrible. It is pretty terrible. <laughs> you know, the first twenty, the first like the first twenty minutes of it is magical, and then he goes to Neverland, and it's like that thing where you say, like, imagine if you didn't have restrictions on a set or whatever, whatever. I think that's the problem with like Hook. He you know, you get these visual directors, yeah. then you know, it's like ah, we can't fucking afford what you imagine, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, but he's flying through like this. Whoa! Yeah. And he's sliding down the icy thing. Hook's <laughs> kind of garbage. Yeah. Well, Hook's always been kind. Well, no, I don't. I don't think it's always been. I think that that movie, uh, it, it's dated. It's, what hooks always been? It's garbage. not that it's dated. It's just it's that visually, like they couldn't. It, it has yeah. a shallow. It has a shallow heart to it, and that's what I'm saying. These guys are awesome at what they do, visual storytelling. But when it comes to their family films, I think they just kind of ran out of that heart. You know, so they're kind of like they should stop doing family films. Right? No, it's not. It, well, either that or get that heart back in there. That you know that. You don't have that way because, like I said, we just watched this in like fucking twenty minutes of it's. Whoa! Yeah, but I'm, I'm betting bum, that bum, 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 the kids who are of age to watch this yeah, probably exactly, love right? it. Like you know, the, whatever the six to eight year old crowd probably loves those. You know, this movie. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Sketching. I mean, I like. I really that like. Sketching was pretty good. Uh. 
I really liked uh, Beowulf, but there you had he didn't write it. It was uh, it was Neil Gaiman, I think, wrote Beowulf. Neil Gaiman and somebody else, some old and, ass fucking author, wrote it in fucking the BC or some shit. Yeah, but the, the screenplay was written by two guys. Who was the other guy? It was uh, Robert Roger? Uh, no is it Roger Avery? <laughs> I think he's the guy who wrote Pulp Fiction. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so they wrote it. So that's why that one has a greater focus, I think, on the characters and what's going on there. For sure. That's what I'm saying. Those guys are good directors. Not great writers. Good directors. Great directors. I would say fucking fantastic directors. Perfect directors. Mm-hmm. Not great writers. I, I would agree with that. that yeah, they're they're wanting it to be this roller coaster ride does get in the way at times from the story, but man, I just what a ride! <laughs> yeah, well, that's, well, that's the thing. Was it what a ride when you I watched didn't it? Like it? No, you didn't no, like it was it. a shitty ride. I mean, oh, but, wait a second, now, Tom, you're talking about how you know, like you know, you love the Ghost of Christmas Future and these shadow effects and the guy coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, the shadow effects. You get a whole chase scene. Ch- like, most of the chase scene was was good. I mean, like the chase scene with the horses and the shadow horses. But then they shrink him into, like, the whip was really cool, like, because it's like this whip that comes out in 3D that's like a shadow whip that's fucking cool. But then they shrink him to, like, a little fucking dude, and he goes on forever. Wow. He's, got a He's little... running on a fucking roof with a fucking icicle, and, it like, might be like five there's minutes. a barrel. He's trying to, it's like, it's like, it's just ridiculous. I was actually wondering how long is this movie? It didn't seem long at all, and there was a lot of just... He, put, he puts like the cap on the flame dude's head and it fires him up yeah, like fires a rocket. He's like, then there's a shot of him going by the moon. It's like the direct shot of like ET. It's the ET. And I think shot. some of those yeah, ideas well. are good. Like I think he still could have done some of those thrill ride ideas, and but just not done them so fucking dumb. I think I to me, I, for, like, you I know. don't want my, you know, like, I don't want thrill rides in my. In, in a way, yeah, I kind of don't. Like, right? Kinda want, it kind of yeah, like, like, like it's a it's a heavy story that I kind of just want. Like it's the same reason no one like accepted Oliver Twist with a bunch of dogs and a cat. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> with Billy Joel singing, you know, <laughs> there's just some things. It's like, eh, we're kind of going into some deep territory here. You know, we're. If you know, if you don't treat it with whatever, Oliver just... Twist the musical we're talking about, right? <laughs> no, the goddamn book. Oh, oh, I thought what was it? They were talking about the Oliver, Oliver, Oliver from company. Disney company or what? Yeah. Oliver and Company. Oh, yeah. Oliver oh, Twist yeah. from Cats and Dogs. Goddamn Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, Why you know, he does. There are <laughs> a little bit more seriousness with my uh, like, yeah, but, like. Yeah, but okay, like, I'm saying I would like a little bit more seriousness with my Christmas Carol, and my only basis is fucking Mickey Mouse and Muppets. What does that say about this movie? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, but there are some other moments that I think that he does really well. At the beginning, they established, like, a, uh, uh, you know, like, whatever, what is this, 19th century London. The yeah. camera, you know, I mean, it's doing stuff that cameras can't do where it's flying around and looking in, but it's giving, looking in windows and going through, uh, you know, streets and it kind of gives this like flavor to what everybody else is doing in this city to kind of make it seem like there's a life to the city outside of what goes on with like just Scrooge, you know. In the movie, right? Yeah, yeah but a couple I mean, of times like, I want to say that it feels like there's more going it's on. Christmas. To be perfectly honest, like, um, like actually, I don't remember. 
Now, correct me if I may have missed this scene. I was paying attention, but I don't remember this scene. Because, like, I remember in every other version... The other, Scro- other two that, that you've seen. Whatever. All right. Okay. <laughs> and Scrooge walks by a bunch of carolers, and they, they, they he tells them to shut up. So at the end, he walks by the carolers. I think that's popular they, from, like, a play. Oh, no, they did. They, they come there. Yeah, yeah. He, they, walked, no, he didn't he, tell them to shut up. They just all, because he was the creepiest Oh, yeah, he went quiet. That yeah, was, they all yeah, went yeah. quiet. But I only <laughs> saw that scene at the end. Was that scene at the beginning? It was at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, when he was walking away from Marley being dead, because right when it went to credits, that's when. Yeah. Oh, I, I you know, yeah, I, I was, I was paying attention to the fucking snow in Collins' basement. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I gotta say, even though this doesn't like hinder the movie whatsoever, I just it always reminds me, man. I hate credits on film, like on a picture, like a moving picture. I just hate movies that open and you're watching things. Well, because the camera's moving, you're going down the street, and I just hate like. Larry Aslow, you know, like I just I don't know why it just, just Jerry Mathers or just something Jim Carrey, like I mean I don't know why no, I hate than, it. Like fucking remember the Spider Man credits or the X Men credits where it's like fucking like five minutes of like weird fucking web. But I would ra- but I would <laughs> rather that I, I that's what I'm saying I would rather a credit sequence because <laughs> that is supposed to be a credit sequence. But in some movies they're showing you like you know some of the plot while there's just fucking names getting flashed. All over the place. Yeah, so it's like I can only pay attention to one of the others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who or, did the what, movie? Like one of those fucking, or where's this guy those, walking to? One of the Spider Man's <laughs> shows like the prequel of like that was what, part two, Spider Man yeah, two. Part, yeah, it's like, dude, I want to watch what's going on. Yeah, but it was man. cool that they were all painted by Alex Ross, That's and they they didn't just like show like still frames. That was pretty cool. I it was that. awesome. <laughs> remember our last awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, so what we got we got uh, performances. Anybody that we left out uh, uh, in this? Yeah. There ain't really much to talk. There's Jim Carrey and more. Bob Jim Hoskins. Carrey. I expected a little bit more out of. He plays Fezziwig. Yeah, who fucks Bob Hoskins. And he was the uh, what? Yeah, I'm Ra- who, framed, a blank. who framed Roger who Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, and I mean ice. Yeah, he was he was Fezziwig, and he was uh, the Joe. bum. Yeah, the, well, he was the guy who uh, with whatever, the old rags and bottles. Yeah. Joe, with the old woman. Oh, I really. I mean, it was just a lot of the one that like tried to smack the rat. That roller coaster ride. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Jim Carrey, man. Just a lot of him. Which I didn't mind. I really didn't. I think he's a good enough actor. Yeah, I think that he's not being Jim Carrey in this film. Dude, he's he's totally being Jim Carrey. I don't know about the voice. I thought he was. I thought he was acting. I mean, that's that's. An actor. It's acting. Jim Carrey with the fucking Irish accent, man. Well, yeah, but he did every single one of those ghosts. He did different. I mean, he had a voice for Scrooge. He had a voice for the Ghost of Christmas and Irish. More, more yeah, so than Christmas Past, like a whispering Irish uh, guy. And then for <laughs> Christmas Past, he was like Scottish or something. Or, uh, sorry, yeah, Christmas yeah, Present. Yeah. He was like <clears throat> more so. Worse. I think. Could I think be- I'm Batman. I think Tom Hanks even uh, phoned it in on a couple what? of characters. Where did that come from? I'm just saying. <laughs> and what, in Polar Express? I think in Polar Express, a couple of the characters that Tom Hanks was doing, they're, you know, I mean, I think Tom Hanks was being more Tom Hanks in a couple of those characters than 
Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. Well, Tom was, Hanks I, is always Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like Tom Hanks as an actor, but his range? What? I've never been like, that was yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom, Tom Hanks plays never. Tom Hanks. He's no Gary Oldman. Because exactly. Gary Oldman, no, Gary Oldman dude, was Marley. Dude, <laughs> Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. He's a different did. guy. Yeah, he's a different guy. Every time you yeah. see Gary Oldman, he's yeah. a completely different his person. His Marley sounded like his Dracula, though. That was like the really? voice that he did. Like, there was a couple. I'm like, that's the fucking Dracula right there. <laughs> really? He hasn't done that in like 20 years. You didn't hear that in the, in the Marley? I'm not that familiar with the uh, surfer dude Dracula. Oh, Surf- gotta go get Dracula. What? <laughs> this is the Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. There's a vampire. I say, is the castle fall? I thought you meant when Dracula was floating. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, man. Uh, you're climbing real. upside the wall, dude. I gotta get <laughs> out of here. He's a Christmas star. <laughs> Those yes. three ferocious babes. <laughs> That's a movie. Keanu Reeves, a Christmas Carol. I, I gotta fucking see. Uh, I need to see. Bram uh, Stoker's Don't let Tiny Tim die. No, I kind of, I kind of want to watch Bill and Ted. <laughs> that yeah, so do I. Always. <laughs> Bill and Ted and Bogus. Bill and Ted Journey. forever. Oh, I've sorry. never seen Bogus Journey. Well, because that's what I'm what? sorry. Well, we can't. Know, we're getting like way off a weird rant here. But, uh, <laughs> All right, talk so about acting keep range. Acting, acting, uh, acting range. Who else was in it? I think we covered God, Colin yeah, Firth. Because I really wish Carrie from Yules the Kings would have been speech. more. Hey, Colin people. Firth is pretty much playing Colin Firth. He plays the nephew. Yeah, the nephew. I don't know if he plays anybody else. Not a lot of people in the movie, really. Yeah. I mean, was like not a lot of characters. Which, you know, makes it intimate. I mean, it's a CG. I like movie, intimate. So <laughs> but see, that's, that's the other thing I was thinking. Uh, Polar Express has people who look vaguely human, but it's they're tailored to look like Chris Allensburg. Well, I mean, Whatever just like the, the Beowulf has, drawings. like, right. Anthony Hopkins looks like fucking Anthony Hopkins. Well, that's, that's where I was going. But I'm using Polar Express, right. where they're kind of vaguely humanoid. Christmas Carol, where they're... <laughs> Even well, I ruined it. Vaguely humanoid, right? And then in uh, Beowulf, where they look like real people, so much that like Angelina Jolie looks like naked Angelina Jolie. Anthony Hopkins looks like Anthony Hopkins. John Malkovich. I mean, when you see them, you're like, dude, I know who's playing. That looks like that person, except for Beowulf. Yeah, except for Beowulf, <laughs> who's the idealized version of Ray. Uh, shit, what's his name? Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone. That doesn't even look like him at all. Like no. in the face, doesn't even look like him. But everybody else looks like uh, like themselves. So Beowulf then does kind of adhere to like a. You know, like the laws of physics for a fantasy film. Which is I mean, it, weird it's not, because, like, you know. it's trying to be like a real world. It's trying. Beowulf is like an adult fairy tale. It's so much Lord so of the Rings like, vein. It's that. So much so I that say even this like, surpasses that. So much that I'm like surprised that it got by with PG-13. I mean, there's yeah. some there's jokes that are told. Well, in that's that movie money that that's like, passed. You know, yeah, there's some. This like, is kind of raping. There's ribald humor and stuff like that. That's like this is not for kids, like at all in any kind there's of. There's no nipples. No yeah, nipples. That, that apparently is the demarcation line between naked, not naked. Does she have nipples? No. Not naked. All right, then. We go. <laughs> In reality, she's a creepy lizard lady, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, Beowulf is my favorite of the three. Beowulf. Yep. 
Uh, oh, yeah, we still need to watch that in 3D. Uh, I, think, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't really care for any of them. Ouch. <laughs> Jesus. Any of them? Beowulf? You've seen Beowulf? Beowulf looks good. It's but 3D. I, I want to see it in 3D, but I don't. I think all it will. I think Christmas Carol looks really good, and Beowulf look really good. Polar Express to me it was done too early. It, no, CG it, it is just too like, early. But it looks like the, the drawings. It, it just looks too like early. The, it has that warm kind of. I just. Well, saw, but like all, but all the like movies that, from I mean. that time, like if you watch the first Harry Potter, the CG looks like you know. Yeah, it just looks. Harry, Harry Potter is still trying weird. to. Be, you know, it's real. Don't try to get around me on this. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, it's not. It's based on a children's book, and it's animated, and it looks like the book. <laughs> They're not trying to look like real people. They're trying to look like the characters That's that the were drawn. I, I think the they book. are yeah. trying to look like real people. Uh, I really, but they're not. They, bullshit, because the little kid... Okay, watching it, I'm like... That's the little brother from Malcolm in the Middle, because it looks exactly like him. I mean, they look like real people. But it's not that kid. It's it not is that actor. That, well, not the main kid, but the other little kid in there is the little brother from Malcolm in the Middle. It's not that actor. It, it is it the actor. Like him. Okay, go show me in the credits that it's him. I, I want to see We will have to see that, because, yeah, it is him. He's just, he's just like one of the main characters. He's just like one of the other characters. There's like... What, a group of five or six kids in Polar Express? Yeah. One of the little kids is the little brother from Malcolm in the Middle. The I don't get why that's... Why is that, like, hard to believe? Polar Express? Oh, I, yeah, I, I think he looks... He looks like him, but is it the actual actor? Yeah, see, that's... Because they did motion... Tom Hanks looks exactly like Tom Hanks in the movie. Not so they he, did, Yeah, he does. They did Santa motion Plus. capture. Not when he's Santa. <laughs> that kid's gotta be grown up by now. He's gotta be. He doesn't act anymore. I know the main kid was... Uh, Daryl Sabera. Well, actually, Tom Tom Hanks did the motion capture for the main kid in Polar Express, but Daryl Sabera from Spy Kids did the voice, and Daryl Sabera played a bunch of characters in A Christmas Carol, which we watched tonight. That we did. Uh, there you go. See, I don't think that's a why. Like how they said you did like Tiny Tim as Gary Oldman. I don't think that's a good choice because they don't look like people. They look like freakish. They look like weird yeah, Chinese doing, hybrid. The, the movie. Well, yeah, but that's but the thing. They, in this movie. Uh, I think that they're they're not trying to make them look because even when you see young Scrooge when he's off in the schoolhouse by himself, I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, so here's a an opportunity that you have to control like how people look, right? Yeah. And you're trying to achieve a certain emotional response from your audience. So they've decided, and it works, I mean, because I'm watching, I'm like, oh, look at that poor little kid. And, you know, So the the look that that kid has is trying to trigger that like sad little, you know, this is sad little kid in the fucking, you know, who's been left all alone in the schoolhouse feeling <laughs> and it works because you can go and actually sculpt the you know the face so it's got these big eyes and you know looks all ooh. you know they're going for that heightened kind of you know non non-specific human i know but it looks fucking feature. weird like what was wrong with scrooge's little sister didn't she look fucking weird she, she looked, looked like retarded. a goddamn cabbage she looked like she had down syndrome <laughs> she did. it looked crazy she totally that's, did but that's the style of the retarded. movie right i mean she you look at scrooge he's got a big hook but i just thought giant, but like she chin. looked retarded but some of it some of it was some of it was like good character then other was like i just didn't see what where they were going with it it's like what is she a puff fit like a she looked like it's like i just 
didn't get what they were going with it. I always thought the fan was supposed to be a lot older because he's like, oh, you're a, something, you're, you've turned into a, a great little woman fan or whatever. And I'm like, whenever I've seen what? that before, she's been a teenager. What is retarded glass? Uh, yeah, this I one, mean, she's like, again, uh, uh, Scrooge's nose is, you know, that's like a foot long. Yeah. <laughs> but the eye, his eye, it's, it's, it's something they do with their eyes because they, it's like the. <laughs> I keep on bringing up the Chinese thing because it's like the tips of their eyes always seem to be really closed in. It's weird. It's just it doesn't look right. There's something very the, off on they it. They call that the uh, what is it? The uncanny valley is the area between. I don't know. There's a there's a theory on it that at some point you can make something look so human. Right up until a certain point, like it looks human, it looks more human, it looks even more human, and then like it falls into the uncanny valley where it's like it just doesn't fucking look right, well, and then it comes out the other side to like be human. Because no matter what your eyesight, there's a certain amount of distortion to everything you see. So yeah, once they start like putting it on the realism, the real, then they go to this hyper realism, like fucking nothing looks like that. You yeah, know, I played enough video game character readers to know that you can fuck up. Bad. Dude, well, I think that was the problem with CG in the first place. They had no weight to the characters, and they were afraid to put the characters in, sh- like, any shadow. They wanted to show the entire 3D model off. You know, where most, like, everything I see looking at Colin right now, half his face is in sh- I mean, there's so many shadows that exist in the real world. Then when they make these characters, well, I mean, they I try to just, like, like they the- try to brighten the shadows. It's just like, man, this is not right. You know, this is what looks like who framed Roger Rabbit. I remember one of the first ones, Toy Story, and they light the living shit out of that thing. I mean, there's, like, no shadows. Yeah. In the movie, but, I mean, by the time you get to this, I mean, it does take place. Oh, like, yeah, in, this in looks darkness. really good. I mean, you can see the hairs on Scrooge's nose and, you know. Well, just that they do a whole lot by candlelight, and, you know, he's doing yeah. all this kind of, you know, really, it looks very realistic lighting. In certain circumstances, the models do look very, like, when that... When that Ghost of Christmas Present was, uh, you know, uh, decaying or whatever, the light in that scene looked, you know, I mean, that looked like a real guy. Yeah. It was, like, really creepy, kind of. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. In an awesome kind of way. Did you wrap us up? Let's wrap it up. That starts with Tom, then. All right. Um... Awesome. French Goss, he can't, like, he can't, he can't uh, rebuttal against anything. No defenses yeah. for his beloved Zemeckis. <laughs> your shields are down. <laughs> your shields are down. All right. You may file in ready. Begin. By the time you get around to it, he'll be back. I know. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, here's one, Carlos. First time I saw it, uh, 3D was really good. I actually... I, I, I like the three. You were dodging snowflakes. Dodging Actually, snowflakes. I wish I was dodging more. It didn't. It's going to shovel Colin's basement. <laughs> uh, the, the, the snow was really cool, and uh, especially like the, the ghost of future. He was really, he was really cool in 3D. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of versions of uh, Christmas Carol out there, so... I mean, like, it's like, I mean, you got to recommend Christmas Carol because it's like, it is like the def- one of the definitive. I, I probably I probably agree with Randy and saying it's not the definitive Christmas movie. I mean, it's like Wonderful Life, National Lampoons, or Christmas Story probably. But um, <clears throat> you have to at least see at least 
once you've seen one version of A Christmas Carol, yeah. you've pretty much fucking seen them all. There's not, I mean, you know, it's pretty much, you can boil that thing down to like a good solid 45 minute story. Anything longer than that, you're starting to fluff it out too much. And and, and this one, uh, this one, he, Zemeckis decides to fluff it out with a bunch of, bunch of thrill rides, bunch of roller coaster rides on icicles and flying through the moon and running from shadow horses and <laughs> but if you see it in 3D <clears throat> I mean if you see it in 3D it's a it's it's an enjoyable experience but if you didn't see it in 3D that way would it have the same effect I've seen it in 3D so. twice. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen it in 3D. <laughs> I, I probably would, uh, you know I I probably definitely I mean I don't I don't know. It's like it's like I guess it boils down to like now it's like what version of Christmas well this is the most recent version of the Christmas Carol, so I guess you gotta like I don't I mean my background's Mickey and Muppets, so mm. <laughs> I mean I recommend both of those over this one. <laughs> That's the thing. Well there, that, there uh, it is right there. <laughs> I, mean, I recommend uh like Muppets is definitely Muppets is definitely funnier, and Mickey's like a like a you know condensed into a nice forty five minute chunk. And so if you put three of them on the shelf, which one are you going to pick up and put in your cart? Uh, you know I'm gonna I'm, I'm your go Muppets. For, Mickey I'm Muppets. gonna go for Muppets, man. Boo! Mickey wins over Muppets. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. If you get a chance to see it in 3D, at least see a version of the Christmas Carol, whether or not it's this one or not. All right, so Randy. Probably pass. I mean, <laughs> see, see the version. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. 3D was good. Wait, did you seen it before? I've never seen it. Right. I've seen Christmas Carols before, ranging back to um, the George C. Scott, which is. You can't get any better than that one, I don't think. Like, everyone... I think it was by far the first one I've ever seen. And all of it comes back to comparing it to that one. You know, I... They've done some things well on this, but, you know, I'd, the whole connection between Tiny Tim and Scrooge, just... You didn't feel anything there, really. Yeah, he felt for him, but it was like five seconds, and then let's go on to something else. I gotta get out another roller coaster ride. But, um... I don't know if you were to recommend it. Mm. If you got 3D, yeah, it's worth seeing in 3D. You don't have 3D, I would probably go for the George C. Scott. I mean, you can't you can't beat that one for for Christmas Carol. Um, I like how we're all going to recommend better versions of this film. <laughs> I know I've seen Muppets. See this movie if you want. Disney. The Disney one's actually probably a close second. I mean. You know, back in my school, they, you know, we saw all of them in the school. Maybe not the Muppets one, but, you know, but the Disney one and George C. Scott was shown in schools. Would this be shown in schools? I don't think it would, but, you know, maybe they do show it. Who knows? <laughs> if anyone's got children out there that, hey, did your child say, hey, we saw Christmas Carol at school, the Jim Carrey version. Write to us at Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was entertaining. You know, can't say it was terrible, but, you know, you could find better. 
Christmas Tales. I saw this when it first came out in theaters, and this was a great movie to see on the big screen. Uh, but at the same time, as I always wonder, it's like, man, why why have I never went back to watch this movie? And it is all that thrill ride stuff. It's like it just like ruins this movie. This movie's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot. It's like you know, uh, there's a lot of praise for a lot of the previous ones. I was a little kid when all the other. Uh, versions came out so I never had a lot of interest in any of them they were just produced before my time like there's just the production of them were just I always thought even the George C. Scott I just thought was bland looking you know just bland for me just didn't like but uh, like this one like I think Jim Carrey I can even see the uh, I don't know I get I I don't know I can just see Scrooge's uh Oh, man, it's hard to me for me to even put into words. Uh, I don't know. I think this version does a good job at letting you see uh, what Scrooge thinks. Just, but but like I said, it's very limited. It's not about like what he thinks about Tiny Tim. It's not about what he thinks about his whatever old love. It's just really just about what do people think of me now versus what are people going to think about me when I'm dead. You know, it's everything. I just I don't know about him. <laughs> it's weird. It's like. I don't know if I feel like he didn't feel his journey. Yeah, it's just something. Yeah, there like he should have got more from it because it really was just kind of like this is what's going to happen when you're dead, and it scares him straight, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Instead of the whole like, if I would have like held on to the girl, that's why I like Scrooge. I like how Scrooge he gets a chance to get the girl back throughout the visiting of the ghosts, you know. <laughs> It's like as soon as he realizes how he should have, like, whatever, he gets back in touch with her. I think that's perfect. (laughs) But, uh, George C. Scott one, actually, I think the Ghost of Christmas present shows him what Belle is up to nowadays. Yeah, I thought it's not in any other version. Really? Yeah. But he gets to at least see where her life is gone. I mean, you know, it adds that that layer of, you know. Yeah, just something more. Mm hmm. Because, I don't know, like, I mean, the thrill rides thing, I mean, I think that's, like, the curse of, that is the curse of computer animation, you know, like, it comes, there. there's a lot of good stuff that comes with it, but that's, like, one of the things we're going to have to, like, hopefully, I think we'll get bored with it as, as viewers, you know, I think we're already starting to get bored with the thrill ride moments in movies, it's just starting to be too much, and... Too often, there's always a goddamn thrill ride or two. Pacific Rim. Oh, sorry. Well, I think Hugo did a good job of like, <laughs> you know, Hugo was a lot of CG that did a good job. There was no thrill rides in Hugo. No, but yeah, it was it was trying to craft like a fantasy <clears throat> look, like a Christmassy kind of look to a world where that whole thing was like filmed partially on green screens and partially on it just yeah i mean he used see what then it's martin scorsese i mean he knows what the fuck he's right. doing you know so there, I mean? there's no throw rise in hugo it's right. just a straight but it's cg narrative. and it doesn't use cg actors that seems to be like this is a sidebar i'm sorry to your, your wrap up but that's when cg really stands out to me and then that's when usually i check out is when cg is used in action scenes where it's like suddenly this dude becomes somebody else you know, he becomes a CG version of himself beating this other person to a pulp. No, Sorry. you're talking about Superman. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to. <laughs> it was awesome. But, but like in Hugo, where you have like, you know, it's it's crafting a world. It's like that kind of CG 
even 300 for the most part. It's like it creates this kind of universe in which all these people interact with each other. That CG doesn't, like, you know, take me out of a movie. That make any sense? To me, it just depends. Because okay, <laughs> I gotta defend Man of Steel. Sorry, I didn't. Because at, at least that's a fight. Of... That's oh, at no. least. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> it's a that's at least a fight that has something to do with the story. Where Scrooge it has nothing to do with the story that he's running around like a fucking ant and like with a funny voice. Yeah. It just has nothing to do with anything. And it's one of those scenes that probably should be, you know, it's like, because that's what I always go back to with, like, editing for movies. It's like, if this scene does not support the plot or drive the plot, if I mean, this is one of those scenes where you you, you can feel it. Like, all you guys are feeling it. That's like, this has nothing to do with anything. It is just there yeah. to satisfy my visceral sense and of I can see motion the- through something. I'm like, but I think a lot of movies are like this. He thinks where it's all like, the Hobbit fucking like just ch- cut that shit out. <laughs> I mean, I can see the fun in it you know i can see the fun in it uh but once it's like once you hit a point it's not fun anymore because you've already hit that point you know and when you see it basically six times really right yeah you you see that you get six fucking thrill rides out of this little movie so they got no time for a story because every thrill ride has to be like eight minutes long you know, you can't just fly through the town or what. You gotta like, whoa, go to the chimney, woo. You know, it's just like, fuck, man. They like, they had a movie here. I thought, I think they they had a classic on their hands, and they fucking they commercialized it up, man. They they went cheap. They went for, you know, they went. They went for the, the uh, yeah. they went for the quick cash instead of the it, long haul. Nailed it. You know they like let's get the really kids good. now. You know when they could have had audiences for generations if they like just took it more seriously, and they still could have had some thrill ride. You know they still they you know it's not even saying they didn't have to have thrill ride. They still could have did some, and still had a lot more heart. So yeah, I would see Scrooge. <laughs> That's my version of going Christmas Carol. <laughs> the version of the story that you would rather recommend, Scrooge. Yeah, because it even it hits more of an emotional beat. Like uh, like uh, okay, in this. When he's like, "Oh, that's my hometown. That's where as a boy." And the and the ghost of Christmas presents like, "What's that? I see, you know, rolling, you know, whatever. Oh, nothing merely in my eye." I love how in Scrooge, the the singer from New York Dolls is the cab driver, and he explains like Buster Poindexter. Yeah, when he says something about like how uh, he's like, "Oh, please, like I'm gonna cry." He's like, "Oh, when Attila the Hunt saw his mother Niagara Falls, then when he does when his mother like wishes him a uh, Merry Christmas." Christmas and he's crying and the dude leans over and goes Niagara Falls Frankie Angel I mean it's just like dude Scrooge had more emotion than this movie I'm sorry just like fuck they almost had it moving on uh yeah I mean like I've seen so many versions of this story so it is like you know I keep you know it's it's like Shakespeare to me in some ways where it's like it's one of those stories you see done you want, so many times you want to see Christmas Carol like, with Nazis well, you can, yeah there you go the re, I've, I've actually not with Nazis but I've seen it taken out of context and done a different yeah and they're not very good but it always hey, has Scrooge. to be Victorian England I think it's like that's Christmas uh, you know but uh 
Yeah, I mean, in all the versions that are, you know, you see so many of them, you know, that like this story by heart, <clears throat> you begin to recognize the parts that, you know, uh, new directors are putting in, uh, or storytellers, could be the screenwriters, whatever, what this production puts in or this one leaves out. <clears throat> and I keep coming back to, you know, I mean, this is, I've seen the Alistair Sim, the, the Albert Finney's, and this and that. But the George C. Scott one has always been my favorite because it had, like, it's the stuff that it adds isn't uh like action sequences it adds like all these scenes of that add complexity to scrooge's world and his life and his character that like i actually thought that those were in the book and went back to the book they're not there and it's like holy shit it's like you mean he did this because of this and this this like explains so much about his character like with his father and all this stuff and it's not in any of the stories but it's like that feels like that should be so they like extrapolated the story and made you know this like richly complicated psychological portrait of Scrooge. You understand, like, why he goes through all of this you know, I think stuff. that would be the version <clears> of season. Yeah, you, you should actually probably check that one out. And then you'll tell me that, like, I'm crazy. You didn't see any of that at all. And I'm like, well, you know, it's an old movie and, you know, whatever. That plays into the appreciation of this one, I think, is like, okay, so we've had these other versions. They exist. They're out there. They play on TV all the time. Uh, you get a filmmaker who's playing with a toys in a toolbox. Basically, it's like, okay, we've got this new technology that we can utilize. Uh, what can we do with it? So he's doing an experiment, a three film experiment. This one came at the end, where he's you know, this one was sexy. <laughs> Beowulf, <laughs> <laughs> naked Angelina Jolie, boom, right there. Yeah, so. You know, sexy. <laughs> so he's playing with this technology, and he's like, "Okay, what can we bring to this story? We're going to bring it back so the kids will see it. You know, it's a new thing." And you know, does he succeed? I don't know. I appreciated the fact that it was like, you know, because I'm a horror nerd. That's what I read out of this movie. I'm like, "Holy shit, this guy's going for like the creepy." Ver I've always wanted to do a Christmas Carol with like Marilyn Manson as uh, as. Uh, Marley? I don't know. That's just me. Uh, that was back in the day, too. I'm like, yeah, I should make this movie. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be this family thing. And, like, I got to curb that back because all I see is, like, the ghoulish, the idea of a guy wearing chains that he's created his oh, yeah. entire life, dragging him up the stairs. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. That's all Charles Dickens came up with. That. I mean, that's, like, the thing. Marley is what I get out of the Christmas <laughs> You know, Carol's story. Called Marley. Yeah, Marley, Marley, the movie. But yeah, um, he's got one scene. So that I thought the Marley scene <laughs> was like done like it's done well up until a point until it gets goofy and he's tying his head together and he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. And I'm like, okay, you've lost me. Uh, and they're trying to amp it up, and make jump scares out of everything. But I like the way it looks, and I don't know. I like Jim Carrey in this movie. I liked uh, Gary Oldman especially, but then I've always liked Gary Oldman. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, but even in this, he he is the emo like Jim Carrey's supposed to be the emotional heart of this movie, but or maybe he's not. Gary Oldman is supposed to be. He's Bob Cratchit. Yeah. He brings he's it not though. In the movie enough. <laughs> yeah, but he brings it. Well, that's he brings it when he's in it. Yeah, but I guess that again is the that's why I'm kind of giving this like schizophrenic review. It's like there's scenes that I would like sit there waiting for that they you know because I saw the the other one. 
that they get to them, like the thing in the schoolhouse, she runs in and then it's over. And I'm like, where's the scene that happened there? Or this or that. We don't know anything about, like, you know, Fan and, you know, his relationship or what happened to her or, like, anything. Except that she had a son and that's your nephew. Okay, there we go. Move on to the next deal. It's like Christmas Carol, the abridged version. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean... There are better versions of A Christmas Carol out there. What's your ultimate one? See, it's we all a, chose an ultimate. Yeah, it's the it's the one with George C. Scott, mm. nineteen eighty four. George C. Scott as Scrooge. Um, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't recommend this one. Be, but it's just I wouldn't recommend this one as like the best Christmas Carol ever. It's interesting as a Robert Zemeckis motion capture movie. So it's like if you look at it with like a different lens, then then it becomes more interesting. You know, that's like, what, like, 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 like all your reviews are like, I didn't like it, but if you look at it, if you, you know, like, it's like this fine, like, I always recommend it if you're this type of person. So, yeah, I recommend it. Well, there's but- a lot of people who won't <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that I like. And that's why you got to kind of like, you have to couch things and like, you know, if you're sitting over here and you're looking at it, and that's how you're sitting, and you're like, I'm over there and I'm looking at this, then you'll like it. If you're left, if you're liberal, not, you drink a lot. You're <laughs> yeah, but drunk, every movie has that, though. <laughs> every single know, movie has yeah, that. Every movie is like, if you like fucking you like shitty this, movies, and you, well, like you probably get a laugh out of this. <laughs> All right, I would say I would still, I think, recommend this movie. It's it's. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not bad. I wasn't yeah. saying this was shitty. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad movie by any stretch. It's goofy. It's fun. I wouldn't say it's for kids, but really, not like young young kids. It'd be scary as shit. It it's Disney kids like out. scary shit. Yeah, but, That's why you like scary shit. Kids like scary. Right, but it's more funny to me that Tom's like, it's got the word Disney on it. It's for kids. I'm like, just because it's labeled Disney doesn't mean it's for kids. Dude, when kids like, see the word fucking Disney, they go ape. Shit. Yeah, but that's got to be like Tron Legacy isn't for little kids. It didn't say Disney's Tron Legacy. It said Tron Legacy. Anybody? Oh, I don't know if it did say yeah. Disney. But it definitely has the Disney opening. You know? Yeah, but yeah. it didn't say fucking Disney's Tron Legacy. That, I'm, okay, I'm saying I think regardless, the cl- if we look past the fact that it has Classic Disney, Trons. if we have Disney <laughs> on it, right? If it's labeled Disney. Look Disney. at the content of the movie. That's not for like five year old kids. Well, but that would creep them out. Only spy kids are for like five year old kids. Like right. the, I think exactly. the old. I think yeah. you don't even market Any a Christmas Carol's gonna freak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it think doesn't matter which or bore the anyway. shit out of them. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah, you don't take little kids to a Christmas Carol. It's like a ten year old to four year olds. It's like I'd say almost like. I say almost movies are not for like real, real movies are not for people below the age of like eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, it's just like stupid Thomas the Tank Engine bullshit or whatever. You know, they're, you know. Yeah. So fucking, that was kind of long. Yeah, was, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I recommend. Brent. Uh yeah. Uh hey. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Dinner, bitch. I, uh, yeah. I, Wait, it does uh, say Disney's <laughs> Tron Legacy. All right. <laughs> well, they thought it was going to be for kids. Yeah. The first Tron was for kids. <laughs> it fucking says Disney. Yeah, but Tron the first Legacy. Tron was for, like, 10-year-old kids who are into computers. Let's see. Well, they thought this was going to be <laughs> They just like They didn't Tron think they were going to make a shitty movie. What? I liked it. Uh, anyway. I don't even want to have that conversation. 
I'm gonna make this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make this short and sweet. Short and sweet. I think that uh, I this think movie, you're all idiots. Like this movie. <laughs> every, fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> no, just I'm sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck all you. Set up against rules. I'm out. Get out of boat. I this movie. <laughs> Everybody's seen a Christmas Carol in some way, shape, or form. We've all learned that tonight. Um, what I didn't expect was that you don't fuck with a Christmas Carol. You do not fuck with that story. Like that. That is like apparently it's and it is. I mean, it is a personal story for everyone. You know, like everybody has their special moments when they saw the film or a version of a Christmas story for the first time. And in none of those versions was there, uh, you know, a, a rocket ship to the moon scene or a little guy <laughs> chase scene run away from these shadow horses. <laughs> Um, and that apparently pisses people off. <laughs> We've learned. I, I I guess I never really thought about it. I mean, no, this is not my favorite Christmas Carol movie. I think Scrooge might be up there for me. Fuck yeah. I think it is up there. But I like this movie because it's like the blockbuster Christmas Carol. You know? You're you're it's in three D for fuck's sake, you know? It's like I Transformers mean, like Revenge of the Fallen with the fucking racist robots <laughs> transforming with nuts. That, right. That's what it is. Right, yeah. Sure it, it loses it we need to go. <laughs> I, I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's called this crew. I, I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna. You translate. I'm gonna translate. This Disney's Christmas Carol is the racist robots from Transformers Three. Version. Oh, part two. I'm sorry. Disney's A Christmas Carol is the racist robots from Transformers Two version of A Christmas Carol. Wow, that is. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, I never thought of comparing a movie to a character from another movie. <laughs> Did you ever see E.T.? Man, that movie is the fucking Captain Hook from Hook <laughs> of <laughs> Alien Family Film. That movie is so Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't think I can now. That was pretty uh, crazy. Wow, that's amazing, Tom. That should have been on the box for sure. <laughs> it's the Transformers. <laughs> it's Bumblebee it's, from Transformers. It's the racist too. robots from Transformers too. Rolling Stone says Christmas <laughs> Carol. It's Bumblebee from Transformers. <laughs> Bumblebee wants the racist robots. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. Jesus <laughs> Christ! So you don't you don't fuck with Christmas Carol, and you do not fuck with Transformers Part Two. I don't even think it's the fucking with Christmas Carol. It's just the amount of it. It's the thrill ride. Everybody knows. Like everybody says, like. Well, this is mindless CG. This is mindless CG. I think everybody is starting to just realize the thrill ride is mindless CG. I mean, that is for that is for four year olds, right? It's like but, you have a movie that's for an age range that's older than it. Then you go like, 
whoop, you slide into like a five and like a like like a five to seven age range. Yeah, but the thrill ride's only there because it's three D. <laughs> that's probably well, but see, see, I don't think so because that's why I think the pod race is in Phantom Menace. That's just what you do to kids' movies nowadays. You have to have this whoa going up. We're going down. You know. Yeah, pod, <laughs> wait, pod race was wizard though. That's, yeah, oh. I would say that that's most most action scenes in action movies. <laughs> Basically, they're, but they're the fact leaning that you're... on the the excitement like organ in the brain or whatever. It's like as long as shit blows up, you're gonna be entertained and blah blah blah. And like that's an extension of that. That yeah, I we're mean, way off tangent. Well, <laughs> this guy's got to finish his yeah, These films, I mean, they can. I, I don't know if it's the people working on them that are all going, yeah, this is a good idea. We should have this make this action scene amped up that much more. Or if it's the fact that those movies make money. I don't know why it keeps happening, but it is. It does feel like it's spiraling out of control with Christmas Carol. Christmas it, Carol, the action movie. It, it feels like it's, uh, it's still. Like, you know, people or filmmakers jonesing over this new technology, even though, like, at that point, the technology was, you know, more set than, say, Polar Express. This is, like, 2009? Was it? It may have been. It's It's been a couple of years for sure. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like there, yeah, I can see the roller coaster rides in Polar Express as, like, just the same with this movie. It's just for, you know, the wow factor. Of seeing it on the big screen, I would recommend seeing this on at least a sixty-inch television or greater, you know, or, <laughs> or whatever. You yeah, watch it big. Watch it big and watch it in three D because that's kind of what it's yeah. about. It's and it I know is about three. I can't even imagine this. It's. I think there are moments in it though. Like, I think Jim Carrey does bring his A game. Maybe the emotion isn't there quite, and I think a lot, some of that is lost in the animation because it's you know you still have. As expressive as Gary Oldman is, I don't know how they got that out of him because there's still very plastic faces in a lot of the animation, even at even at this point, even today. You know, you see, it's just you're never going to have that that full human emotion, and that's why I think 2D's you know, or 2D realistic films are never going to really shot like actors. They're safe, you know, like that you worry about it all happening in computers, but. I think that you don't get the emotion that you get in from a uh, motion captured character like you would say an act like Denzel Washington on screen in flight. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's that that's more powerful than seeing like a computer animated Denzel Washington doing the same thing. And maybe that's maybe that's why Robert Zemeckis went back to doing live action. Maybe like. He spent his time, you know, uh, doing these animated films, and like, sure, yeah, you can, you can uh, have, you can. What am I trying to say? You can circle jerk on the whole, you know, animated camera flying all you want, and it's great, and I think it's it's visually spectacular. But at the end of the day, I guess it, it really doesn't have the heart and the emotion of an actual actor on screen, you know, like touching you like the touch in any of the action scenes in this or the you know the chase and the the big blockbuster scenes they're they're not touching you on an emotional level and maybe that's i guess obviously it pisses people off it because pisses it's, me off. <laughs> it, I, well, well, I was just thinking now you know what that that's like an extension from like temple of doom right 
you get into the cart. We're on these tracks. I mean, that's a, it's an you know yeah, that was a cool fun part in this movie, but yeah, we we just like you know uh, it's like ex, ex, uh, excessive. We're just excessive with it nowadays. We're like yeah. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson's a fucking awesome director, right? So why did he fuck up King Kong like he did with the Thrill Ride? It's like that has to. I don't know if that's the studio is pushing for that shit. It's ridiculous because it's like King Kong had one Tyrannosaurus in it. We're gonna put five, and they're swinging from the vines. They get wrapped up in the vines, and the characters are swinging towards them as the tyrannosauruses are swinging towards them with their mouths. Oh, it's just like Jesus Christ! You know, like what happened? You know. So, is there a place for that though? I don't know. Somewhere. I think. I think it is. It's all in. It's all in like the level of how you do it, right? It's all in how much you give them you know yeah it's i would make the argument that it's it's how invested you are in the character the, the real how emotionally invested you are in the character <clears throat> makes the scenes like you can have big ass action in a movie that you care about because you care about you know why the people are in doing these kind of things Superman. and you're invested in them you know more so than uh <laughs> what it's just like hey we're gonna stop the movie so we can have this you know yeah Right. Oh yeah. All, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Travis made an excellent point. Superman. Superman has like more fucking roller coaster rides than a Great America and a giant fucking uh, and a giant snake. fucking. But they're because they're four. They're four things. Those are all for the story. Those are all. CR three hour Superman podcast. <laughs> more on that. Right. Yeah, I would recommend this film to somebody uh, who. Who likes 3D and likes uh, fun romp at Christmas? I mean, watch it at Christmas time, definitely. Uh, I would say, don't just watch this at Christmas. Watch other Christmas carols too. I mean, there, there's a variety of them out there. There's, you know, as we said tonight, there's. I mean, George C. Scott. There's one with Captain Picard, for God's sakes. You know, <laughs> I mean, there you can if there. And there's one with Mickey Mouse. If there's version out there. I mean, watch them all. Get a flavor of it. Obviously, most people listening to this have probably seen one Christmas Carol movie in time. And then let us know if you hate it. Because if you don't like this movie, you're really not going to like it. Odds are it's going to be about three ghosts visiting. Hey, 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 Brent. Should I, like, once once you get done with your review, should we all go around since this is the final before Christmas? We should all recommend our Christmas movie for the holidays. Oh, uh... Sure. Yeah. yeah. So they won't hear it till after Christmas, but watch it. Watch it. That's my wrap up. In your Christmas movie, Disney's A Christmas Carol. Watch it. Um, it would probably be Christmas Vacation. Uh, Pray it's a Wonderful Life. Mine's gonna be Love Actually, but not considered a Christmas. That's pretty Christmassy. That's a tough one. Because I love Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but Christmas Story has the heart. It's all Christmas Story. It's got to be Christmas Story. I'm totally taken off guard by this, so I'm just going to throw in the way. Die Hard. You don't have a Christmas... If I could see Die Hard again this year, I haven't watched the yet. Nice. Die Hard. I'm going to watch Die Hard. I was hoping that would make it. Welcome to the party, pal. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
All right, uh, so that's, uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> next, uh, actually, uh, at some point in here, you're going to get our year-end wrap-up on a brand-new podcast of all the movies that we saw in 2013, not the ones reviewed on this podcast, movies we actually saw Whoa. that were made in 2013. We're going to give you a rundown of what our favorites and maybe our worst were of the year 2013 in review. That's coming up next. And then uh, after that, we're going to do a podcast uh, with Tom. Tom's going to pick a movie. What's it going to be, Tom? Mean Guns. Mean Guns with Christopher Lambert. Lambert? Lambert? That depends on what year you hear Christopher Lambert say his own name. (laughs) (laughs) The Highlanders. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so that's uh, coming at you soon on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Again, you can get a hold of us, Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show and our website, saturdaynightfreakshow.blogspot.com. Until next year, we're out! has just begun. God bless us, everyone. To the voices no one hears, we have come to find you. With your laughter and your tears, goodness, hope, and virtue. Father, mother, daughter, son, each a treasure be. One candle's light dispels the night, now our eyes can see. Burning brighter than the sun, God bless us Giving spirit, gifts upon here, great and small, trustly we feel it. Father, mother, daughter, son, each a treasure be. One child's eyes dispels the light, now our eyes can see. Burning brighter than the sun.